0: Hello and welcome to the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is 2.22 in the afternoon. It is the 12th of January. And boy, do we have a show for you today. It is playoff time. Playoffs? You're talking about playoffs? Yeah, we're talking about playoffs, Jim Mora. It's wildcard weekend and I'm pretty excited. Well, Week 18's gone and passed. And a bizarre week 18. A lot of firings afterwards. A lot of interesting calls by coaches. But if there's one game uh, that I really want to talk about on Sunday, that, you know, here's the thing. My Indianapolis Colts, okay, went in to Jacksonville. All they needed to do was win, and they were in. And we got absolutely embarrassed on national television and for the whole world. We choked. We choked so hard. And honestly, it was so sad to see. But I wasn't even really sad. I was just so disappointed. Because you look at some of these other teams they get in. Okay? Pittsburgh found themselves... Now they are in Arrowhead going up against Kansas City. We'll get into that a little bit later. But that Steelers team, really? That that team's going to make it in? All right. That Vegas team, we should have beat the week before. Yeah, they're going to find a way in. They'll find a way in, don't worry. Yeah, well, what do you know? But here are the Colts. Guess what we did? We lost to Jacksonville. Honestly, this pathetic squad that came out on Sunday... I don't think, wanted to play. They didn't show up. And everybody in the locker room said they expected to win. You can't just expect to win. We walked into this game thinking, oh, wow, this is Jacksonville. Who cares? And that's exactly what showed up on the field. That's why they play the game. That's why you need to show up 110% with effort Focus, drive. And the Indianapolis Colts did not do that on Sunday. That's why we are not in the playoffs. It was really that simple. And we played uh, like horse crap. Yeah, we played like horse crap. I think that, that is the nicest thing I'm going to say about this Colts team. I'm glad this season is over. I don't want to have to sit back and, and wallow in, are we going to be good this week? Are we going to be bad this week? I'm glad. I'm glad we're just done. It's, it's done. It's over. Let's see what happens. Would I be wanting Carson Wentz to leave the city of Indianapolis? Yes, I would. Particularly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he has been an absolute disgrace. Uh, I I am, uh, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. I I really am. His play has been so out of whack and so out of sorts that, you know, I really do uh, wish that he was not our quarterback. So moving on from that, because I'm tired of talking about my Colts already. And as a show that likes to talk about the whole league, I don't want to focus on myself. The Sad Sack Colts did what the Sad Sack Colts did. Went into Jacksonville, lost, you know. Very disappointing, Um, you know. Thought we'd win the playoffs. Thought we maybe, if Tennessee lost a few games, had a shot to win the division. yeah. We haven't won Jacksonville for quite a while. Um, You know, we lost their week one last year, so... You know, we just can never win there. So, that's that's really... It's like like when Tom Brady played in Miami as a Patriot. It just... It's a house of horrors for us. Florida is a house of horrors for a lot of AFC teams. Don't know why. Jacksonville, Miami, don't know. But, I will say this. The other game I was really focused on Sunday night was the win and you're in Raiders versus Chargers in Vegas. So... We all know John Madden passed. Now the Raiders are now playing for Madden, his legacy. And this is some sort of a team of destiny. Now, I know you may think, well, a team of destiny. Their head coach had email scandals, and uh, you know, one of their top receivers is now in prison for vehicular manslaughter. Well, you know, sometimes a journey has its ups and its downs, and its waves of emotion. And sometimes it's like... Tom Hanks in the movie Castaway, sometimes you got to keep building your raft. You know, at first you build that first raft and it hits a few waves and then you crash right back on the shore and you have some setbacks. But then once you start to build that raft to the point where you know it's strong enough to survive those waves... You're able to push through and to make it out into the open sea of possibilities. And this is what this Rangers team has done. This Rangers team is like Tom Hanks on the castaway island. They have found a way off the non-playoff island and back into the playoffs. Honestly, I'm proud of this Raider team. Especially with the team that Darren Waller kind of fallen off the past couple of weeks. Derek Carr really seems to have the locker room back and better than ever at that point. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is kind of the Derek Carr we saw before he had that injury back in 16. It's kind of the same thing. And I'll tell you what, the game on Sunday night against the Chargers was absolutely riveting. And the fact that we're not going to get Justin Herbert in the playoffs is absolutely saddening to me. It really is. And... You're thinking to yourself, okay, well, we could have had the Raiders and the Chargers both in the playoffs, right? Yeah, that's what I thought the Raiders would do, right? So, you know, Herbert puts his Herculean drive, okay? I mean, this this drive took about 45 minutes. He's just fourth and ten, fourth and ten, fourth and nine, fourth and ten. Bing, bing, bomb, bomb, boom, boom. I mean, he is everywhere on the field. Bang, boom. He, he's getting it to everyone, all right? He's converting fourth downs like a madman. Touchdown, okay, clock expires. We're going into overtime. Well, as we all know, my terrible Colts team lost to Jacksonville earlier in the day. So now, if you're Staley and you're uh, the coach for Vegas, Rich, Richard, Richard, I, I, I never really figured out his name. Once John Gruden left, I didn't really recognize his name. But Coach Rich, we'll just call him Coach Rich. They're thinking to themselves, oh, wow, we're now in overtime. If we both tie, we're in. We're both in, right? So you're thinking to yourself, okay, let's just kind of drag this out. Get some first downs, kind of run the clock. And I think that's how the Raiders and the Chargers were both playing this. Because if you're Coach Staley on the other side, who, by the way, what a massive bonehead. This guy is an absolute idiot, okay? So there's about 30 seconds left on this clock, all right, in overtime. Chargers are about to go to the playoffs. The Raiders are basically running the ball. They're like, Pfft, okay, let's just let's just be done, you know. And the Raiders sideline's thinking it. We all know what they're thinking. And, you know, Chris Collinsworth's been hitting it the whole night with, with him and Al up in the booth. They're like, what? Well, Al, you know, if he's doing the whole thing where you know he's doing that whole thing, and uh, he's like, well, if they tie, you know, they both go to the playoffs. So you're thinking, now hey, maybe they both tank the overtime. Well. <laughs> Raiders almost do. And then with about 30 seconds left, and you know the Raiders are just handing it off. They're ready to be done. They're ready to – hey, we don't want to see the Steelers. We don't care. Goodbye. Uh, I'm getting uh, NFL News Insider now on NFL Network. Frank Reich, non-committal on Carson Wentz's Colts starter in 2022. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I have to say. But anyway, back to Vegas. So 30 seconds left. Here's Coach Staley, okay? for for the Chargers. Calls a timeout with 30 seconds left. Okay. 30 seconds left. When the Raiders are tr- clearly trying to run the clock out. Well, what does that do? Well, that gives the coaches on the Raiders sidelines a second thought. Well, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll just bring out the the Nordic Carlson. Okay, we'll bring out the Viking to come out here and to kick a 47-yarder. Let's do it. Why not? Now, first of all, Coach Staley, you are a dum-dum. As big as dum-dums come, you are a big dum-dum. All right? They're clearly trying to run the clock. You could tell they're trying to run the clock out, tie this thing, go home. We're both in the playoffs. But if you're the Raiders, okay, why would you risk a field goal? Why? Now, you may say, well, you know, bring out Carlson. Carlson can make it probably not that big of a deal. But here's the other thing. Millions of things could have gone wrong, right? Blocked field goal. Holder fumbles it. Bad snap. There's a fumble, you know, the holder fumbles it, and then he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go out and try to make a pass. Throws an interception to a defensive player. Thousands of things could go wrong with that scenario. But luckily, nothing did. Carlson kicks the field goal. Raiders win the game. Chargers are out of the playoffs. One of the best games of the year. It was very fun. And the fact that Herbert's not going to be in the playoffs just really does make me sad. Because this guy is so much fun to watch. And he really does bring an extra excitement to the game. And when you see these young quarterbacks like Burrow and Fields and <coughs> Herbert, even though Fields isn't in that Burrow-Herbert- ring uh, yet he's not on that rung of quarterbacks um uh, you know really burrow and herbert really are the two young guys that you really look forward to it and we're going to get to see Bur- burrow this weekend that's going to be really fun against this raiders team so that'll be good but um before i get into much more of the playoff picture and how everything's settled out and we'll talk about the scheduling of these games um I want to talk about some fired coaches who, it's really fun because we get to make fun of these coaches all year for being terrible, and and then they get fired. And the first one I want to talk about is a really uh, beloved character in my family. Um, He's really uh, a, uh, hmm, let's see, uh, a a figurehead, if you will, of my family in in so many ways on my uh, certain side of the family. But Matt Nagy. Everybody's chanting, fire Nagy, fire Nagy, fire Nagy, and it finally happened. It didn't happen after Thanksgiving, but it finally happened. And there's so many Bears fans uh, in my family that are so relieved to have this happen. And the fact that him and Pace are finally gone, it really does mean a new start for the Bears organization. Uh, We'll see what happens. Um, I don't really think... Uh, that'll be the best coaching uh, pl- spot for a for a coach. Now they do have a good quarterback. Obviously, Fields is coming up, and and some people are speculating that's a good spot. I don't know. I mean, there's still some some different things. I know they want maybe Vic Fangio back as a defensive coordinator. I've heard some people kind of rumbling about that. Um, now <laughs> I will say this: Vic got fired from the Broncos uh, as well. So he is now probably looking for a spot to land. Could he land back up in Chicago? Maybe start something back up with him. He's a pretty good D coordinator. Um, but yeah, Vic Fangio also got fired, and then Mike Mike Zimmer got fired for the Vikings. So it's about time he got uh, trimmed up there in Minnesota. And then of course Joe Judge for New York. He's out as the Giants head coach. Um, no no surprises. Those those were the three probably Zimmer Joe J- Joe Judge, and then. Uh, uh, Matt Nagy, of course. Matt Nagy probably being number one, um, and then you know, uh, not really a surprise that Victor left, but or got fired. But yeah, you know. but there was one firing that I really couldn't believe happened, um, and I really thought I was uh, seeing things or I was on something because I couldn't believe. I thought I'd actually sniffed something. Brian Flores got fired for the Miami Dolphins, which. Doesn't make much sense, because from my math, okay, they were like one in seven to begin, to begin the year, and they won like eight straight, somehow had a chance to possibly make the playoffs, and if you're the you're the Dolphins, that's really all you want, right? Because I know they're like, well, we want to win the division, and we want to do this, and we want to do that. Listen, you're not going to do that, Dolphins fans. You're not going to do that, okay? You're not beating out Buffalo. You're not beating out New England. It's just not happening. Sorry, you're not winning the AFC East. Your best bet every year is a wild card spot at the most, okay? You're not winning the division. Sorry to tell you that. Uh, Yeah, that's just the reality. You're not winning the division. So wild card's about as probably good as you're going to get. So to be that close for two years for Flores and then then just throw him out on the street is just unbelievable. I can't. Fathom why they did that. I don't know who they're going to hire to make it better. I'm not even going to project who's going to go who in the coaching carousel because that's a whole other ball game. Um, but I really am really. This is really shocking that Flores left or Flores got fired. Excuse me. Uh, couldn't Couldn't believe it. But uh, yeah. So those are some of the firings that are happening. I know a lot of people are throwing out Dan Quinn's name for be, to be a coach. I, I don't really understand why. I think maybe because they saw this Cowboys defense and they thought, yeah, maybe, you know. But I don't know why he could ever get a coaching job again, but he might. Um, but, yeah, so those are some of the firings. So Zimmer, Nagy, Flores for some reason. Uh, Zimmer, Judge, yeah. So th- those are some of the coaches in Fangio. Um Yeah, so big, big, pretty crop of coaches getting cut. Uh, and fired the other day, but you know what, all in due time, that was all coming pretty much towards the head anyway, Zimmer, uh, Matt Nagy was really the one that was re- really going to happen, I mean, I, we knew for sure that was happening, Zimmer, probably, Vangio, yeah, probably, Judge, yeah, probably, but Brian, Brian Flores, I still I still couldn't believe, um, so, yeah, that's that's an interesting. We'll keep an eye on those those jobs coming up here in the in the off season. But uh let's let's talk about this here. We've got a fun wildcard slate. Some I I might say this is the best wildcard weekend we've ever had. Now, we're not going to get any Nickelodeon games. Now, my old compatriot used to come on here Aiden Coots. Him and I would joke and joke and joke and joke and joke about the Nickelodeon game. Well, there's no Nickelodeon game, but you can find the uh, game on Paramount Plus, which is almost like Nickelodeon, sort of, kind of. But here's the slate. So we have two Saturday games, three Sunday games, and a Monday game. Monday night, the first time they're playing a Monday night football game in the playoffs and the wild card. So first Monday night postseason game in history to my knowledge. Now it could have happened before in like 1956 and I didn't know about it. You know, maybe the St. Louis Cardinals played the, you know, Oakland Raiders. I I don't know. I, I don't know. From my knowledge, that is the first time it's happened. If I am wrong, send me a comment on Instagram. Let me know. Send me a message. Be like, Hey, you big phony. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. But from my knowledge, this is the first time that the NFL has done this. Put a Monday night game for the playoffs. Do I necessarily like it? Not really, but I think it'll be fun. I think it gives the teams a disadvantage. This is one less day to practice, but hey, you know what? When you're a 4 or a 5 seed, you kind of deserve it. Let's be honest. But anyway, let's start off on Saturday. 4.30, NBC. Now, if I were to guess, this is probably going to be Tariko and uh, Dungy, I would think, right? That sounds like that's what it's going to be. Um, But Raiders traveling to Cincy to take on the Bengals. You can't call them the Bungles anymore. Uh Uh-uh, can't call them the Bungles. By the way, Tennessee and Green Bay both have buys because we do the one-team buy system now. So they will play next week. Um, so they get a nice week to watch this wild card. Fun. Uh, yeah, so Cincinnati is favored by 5.5 at home. Both teams, obviously, 10-7. and seven. This is a really fun one. You got uh, Vegas coming off this crazy Sunday night tie, whatever thing. They win. They're moving on. They leave their nemesis in the dust. They let Pittsburgh come into the party. Uh, we get to see Big Ben for another week. Oh, man. Like, we thought we were done with him. No, we're not. Uh, yeah, so Cincinnati by 5.5, I feel like it's a little high. But that crowd will be rocking on Saturday. Believe me. You're the first game on this wild card weekend. You got a Saturday afternoon game. That crowd is going to be hyped. They can sleep in the next day. Yeah, dude. This Cincinnati crowd is gonna be rocking. It's gonna be a jungle, literally. That's what they. I think they call their their fan section the jungle, or you know, the the crowd the jungle, or something. I believe. I don't know. All the skyline they eat over there. I don't know. Probably smells bad over there in that jungle. But nonetheless, I do like the Bengals to win this game. But I think it's I think it's close. The Rangers always like to play close very close it might be high scoring but it's always like a three point game it's always like field goal you know and i want to pick the raiders cuz they seem like a team of destiny and the madden thing and all that but i just think cincinnati at home that crowd is just going to be so pumped and vegas is used to playing in uh you know a little bit of warmer weather um i know they had to go to denver and, and kansas city but can you go a little bit more east and go into that nice uh, Cincinnati, Ohio type of Midwest rust belt type of cold and snow we're talking about? Uh, I don't know. Now, I don't know if there will be snow, weather. I don't know what, what's going on in Cincinnati. But if I were to presume, if I were to take a gander, take a guess, if you will, I would say that it's probably going to be some sort of uh, cold. Apparently, So here, here's what here's what it says, and this is CBS. 27 degrees, partly cloudy. So I guess there is no precipitation. That's interesting, but still, no, we're not talking Chargers San Diego AFC Championship in '81 where Fouts is wearing a freaking park on the field. We're not talking that cold, but you know, I mean, it's it still is going to be a little colder, a little nippier for the for the Vegas Vegas team. Um, yeah, but I do like Cincinnati to win uh, on that. Give me give me Cincinnati to win by a field goal. I think it's close. I think it's a good game overall. But I think the Bengals at the end, Burrow and Jamar Chase, just too great of a duo. I just I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Jamar Chase. And uh, Burrow just has this confidence and this swagger that, you know, get, gets it game after game is able to get it done. So yeah, I like the Bengals to win. All right, both teams in the same division. The New England Patriots traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Of course, these teams met a few weeks ago on Monday night. Uh, I believe Mac Jones had, what, five yards passing. It was very windy, very uh, cumbersome. Buffalo is favored by four at home. Uh, it's supposed to be nine degrees in Buffalo. It's supposed to be sunny, though, for the night game. It's supposed to be clear, no precipitation. Now, if I were CBS here, I would not have Romo and Nance do this game. In my opinion, I would not. I would have them do the game on Sunday, which we will get to in a minute. Which I think is a much better game and has a little bit historical significance at it uh, at its core, but this game will probably be I would I would assume is like Greg Gumbel and Spiro Ditas or whoever right probably Greg Gumbel game which is fine you know eight fifteen CBS I like the Bills to win yet again a close game at home for them I think Patriots stick around a little bit. I think at the most, the Bills win by like two touchdowns. The Patriots haven't been playing great lately, as of late. Um, some say they might have peaked a little bit too early. But, you know, I was going to say Bills close, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think Josh Allen kind of, you know, really puts his work in at home. Uh, I think I think Bills win it by two touchdowns, actually. I think the Patriots are kind of done. I don't know. Mac Jones just, Hasn't been playing well the past few weeks. I don't know. They seem to kind of lose their edge. I like the Bills by two touchdowns. I think that's a good bet at home. Nine degree weather. Just you know, yeah. It seems like the Patriots are kind of going downhill a little bit. So I like uh, I like Josh Allen and the the Buffalo offense, who's been humming of of recently. So all right, now we got Sunday. Okay, we got three games. We got a one o'clock, a four thirty, and eight fifteen. So you know, sit back and relax and enjoy. Because we got the Eagles and the Buccaneers, one o'clock, Fox, eight and a half point favorites at home for Tampa. Now, what it used to be is Tampa used to go up to Philadelphia, and that was their house of nightmares. They could never get past Philly in the playoffs. That was their big boogaboo. Then when they finally did, they were able to make the Super Bowl, and of course, John Lynch win the whole, you know. win the whole Super Bowl up there with, you know, uh, that whole group. and uh, But now it's a different story, okay? Tampa, obviously Tom Brady, you know. They've been kind of playing a little flummoxed after the whole Antonio Brown situation. Eagles coming in, uh, you know, they didn't play last week a whole lot of starters because, you know, they clinched a playoff spot. So they kind of, you know, took a rest. A few of their guys against Dallas, which was fine. I think Tampa Bay is in for a rude awakening here. This seems very easy. I think this spread is really high. I think Philly makes it a game, and I think Philly comes out, and I think they beat Tampa. One of these games has to be, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that happened. I think Tampa has to overcome so much. They're depleted at receiver. I know, you know, Mike Evans is questionable. Gronk, you know, is always kind of in and out. What's his situation? O.J. Howard, you know, is mountain climbing somewhere in the, you know, in Mount Kilimanjaro. I've never seen him. I haven't seen him ever since he basically Tom Brady came to town. Uh, You know, Cameron Brait. I mean, you know, he looks like he works at a Jamba Juice. I mean, I don't know where they're finding these people. Scotty Miller, I'm pretty sure, used to be the leprechaun in Notre Dame. I... I don't know where they find these people. But, you know, I, I say Philly's going to win because I've got to pick an upset here. And I don't see really any other, I like, you know, uh, in the later games, I don't see it really. Um, what, am I, what am I doing? What am I doing? Picking Philly to beat Tampa at home? Come on. It'll be close, but Tampa's going to win. I don't think it's eight and a half points, but Tampa will win. I was going to pick Philly to win. I, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just uh, you know, i I'm, here's the thing of the NFL this year at least. I feel like there's nobody that should be favored more than about five and a half or more. I just don't think eight and a half at home for Tampa, that just seems kinda high for a team like Philly, who I don't think is bad. You know, Jalen Hurts can run around, find some good receivers. He's got Rigor, he's got Smith, he's got some some different guys he can throw it to. I don't know. I think they make it a game, but I think Tampa wins very close at home. Give me Tampa Bay. As much as it pains me to say it, Tampa Bay at home. All right. (coughs) This is the matchup of the weekend. I know my voice went a little high there. I did a little Sean McDonough. But the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Jerry's World to take on the Cowboys of Dallas. Dallas is favored by three. Okay, now, this game is on CBS. And you're asking, Tommy, why are you so excited about this game? Well, okay, John Madden just passed. We all know. I've been talking about it a lot. But this game makes me think back to before Fox got the NFC package, okay? And Pat Summerall and John Madden would do NFC championships and NFC games on CBS, This harkens back to those days. CBS, 49ers, Cowboys. Now, if you're Aikman and Buck, you got to be all sort of pissed for not getting this game. If you're Fox, I don't know how Fox didn't get this game. It doesn't really make sense. I think because NBC gets two games, CBS. I don't know how they all split it up evenly, but if you're Fox, how did you not get this game? If I were Fox, I would have... I would have switched. I would have put Niners-Cowboys on Saturday night, put Pat's Bills at the 430 on CBS slot. I don't know how CBS got Niners-Cowboys, but kudos for them. And this should be the Romo-Nance game. And I'm not saying it because uh, Romo was, used to be a cowboy. I'm not saying that. But this is a historically rich matchup. Both these teams used to face a lot in the 90s. It was always a heavyweight Slug it out battle. It was always fun. You have the Dion factor. Dion kind of went to both teams. It was just always a fun game. And we get this rematch. We get it in the wild card. And what a fun matchup. Dallas at home favored by three. San Francisco, you know, they found something in the second half of that Rams game. You know, they found it a little bit. I think Jimmy G's finally starting to kind of get going a little bit. He's got the hand problem, I know. But... He's starting to kind of... I think he found it in that second half. Niners are hot, baby. Niners are real hot. And I think that three spread is absolutely on the nose. But I think Dallas loses to San Francisco at home, but I think it's by three points. I just, you know, I think Dak... uh, I don't know what Dak can do it, man. I mean, I I don't know. It's... The running game, too. I know they got Pollard and Zeke. Zeke has uh, been okay. I like Pollard more a little bit. Um, I do like their defense. I do. But I just, there's something with this Niner team that I'm really digging. Uh, Garoppolo. Debo Samuel, the way they can just put him in the running back position, he can just do about anything. He's kind of like a Swiss Army knife back there. So, yeah, I like the way the Niners are playing. I think I, I like Iyuk. I like their weapons. And I think the Niners win this ballgame, but I think it's close by three points in Dallas. All right. This is probably the worst game of the weekend. If I had to say it, probably is. Big Ben, you know, uh, he he gets to travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 12 and a half. Holy cow. Yeah, so Steelers sneak in barely. You know, Big Ben has his big send-off in Cleveland for Monday night. We think, oh, man, you know, this is... This is the way to go, you know, big win in Cleveland, then to come and, or, you know, big win at P- Pittsburgh. This is my last, you know, hey, big goodbye. Then to beat, then to go ahead and lose to, uh, or beat the Ravens, excuse me, in week 18. It's kind of a good way to go off, right? Well, now we find out we got to play the playoffs and we got to play the Chiefs. Now, it's going to go one or two ways. Big Ben's not a very good quarterback. He's not anymore. It's just that's the way of the world. You know, at the end, Peyton wasn't very good. It happens to everybody, except Tom Brady, who, I don't know, somehow drinks Adonis blood. I don't know what he does. But, you know, there's two ways this could go. This could be let's rally around the Steelers, and the Steelers somehow make a magical playoff run, make it to the Super Bowl, somehow win the Super Bowl, Big Ben rides off into the sunset. I don't see that happening. I think Kansas City has been given a favor from the football gods. I think they're like, oh, thank you. We get to play this Steeler team that is absolute garbage, who somehow made it in off some technicalities and some losses by other teams. I think they're very fortunate to play this Steeler team. I think 12 and a half is just right. I think the Kansas City wins at home by two touchdowns. I think this is where Patty Mahomes kind of really, you know, they they played terrible last week in that Denver game. They didn't really need it, but they kind of needed it. But I think this is the week where if if you could think of a tune-up postseason game, this is the one right here. Like, they're going to be able to get some turnovers. I think Kansas City's defense will maybe be able to get some turnovers against Big Ben. Try to kind of turn that into, into points. And they can really get get the engine running again here for, for the playoffs. And this is a good warm-up wild-card game. Uh, if, there is, if there ever was one, this would be the one for Kansas City. But they get an absolute favor. So I think Kansas City wins. And I do think they win by two scores. I'm really looking for Kelsey to have a big day uh, at the tight end position. And we'll see what Patrick Mahomes can do. But I think Kansas City wins by two touchdowns. All right. Oh, by the way, that game's it. uh 8 o'clock on NBC. So that'll probably be the Allen uh, Chris game. So they'll probably do that one for Sunday Night Football. And, uh, yeah, that's the second year we've got Sunday Night. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, second year we've got Sunday Night Football in the playoffs. So that, that's kind of cool. And then we get Monday Night this year. special bonus. The Arizona Cardinals traveling to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, Rams are favored by four. This game is kind of spotty for me because I think both teams are pretty pretty even. Um, I think the Rams kind of, you know, they had that game last week and then they kind of just sort of gave it away to San Francisco. Stafford's been turning the ball over lately, which... Matthew Stafford. So you're kind of figuring, okay, when are they going to start to kind of, you know, <laughs> find out his uglier side? Um, you know, they got Arizona, Kyler Murray's, you know, they won that Dallas game, but they've been playing kind of iffy too alongside the season. So this is kind of a te- Both teams are coming, kind of, coming towards each other, but you kind of don't really know how to figure these teams out. They're sort of kind of, it's, it's, it's you know, they're both four and five seats. It's kind of a four and five seat type of game. It's like, oh man, this is kind of, dead even like you know who do you think can really go in and you know i think if it's at home for stafford he feels it's comfortable there cooper cup obviously is a huge influence on that offense they've been able to kind of get him going if they can get him going they're able to keep a a sturdy offense out there and kind of running the clock and keeping kyler murray off the field i think the rams can win this game but i think it's by i think these games are close <clears throat> Except the Kansas City game. I think every other of these games is, are going to be pretty close. And I think L.A. wins but by like a field goal. Maybe even two points. It, it's a close one. I think it'll be an offensive shootout. But I do think it is comes close at the end. By the way, these are also division teams that played each other twice already. So these teams are very familiar with each other. That means the chaos ensues always. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take Cardinals... Uh, to keep it close, but I think it's at home. Rams will be excited uh, to have uh, home game. You know, I'll, I'll take the Rams, but close against the Cardinals. Well, all right. That is the Wild Card Weekend Show, guys. Thank you so much for indulging me in some of these games. But uh, just just to wrap up here, I got the Rams winning barely. I have the Chiefs. Big. I've got the Cowboys losing to the Niners at home. I've got the Buccaneers winning at home. i got the Bills at home. i got the Bengals at home. (laughs) I probably should pick some road teams, but I just don't know who I If I had to pick one road team to win probably this weekend, it would probably be the Raiders or the Eagles. But I don't know. I'm just not liking a lot of any of the uh, away teams, which is like, well, no doubt. But like, I don't know. I think those are good picks though. Bengals, yeah. So, but guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, so I've been, uh, talking, uh, John O. Wilson still, and, uh, I believe he might be coming on this week. We might do a show, uh, but he'll be, he'll be coming on. So be ready for that. we got some big stuff coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look at having some more guests though for the NFL picks and stuff like that. Maybe a few surprise guests here and there and, uh, maybe I'll bring on, maybe I'll bring on a couple more couple more guests for Divisional Rounds and stuff. But I'll be back next week for the Divisional Rounds. We'll break down the Wild Card Weekend. and Or the Super Wild Card Weekend. Is it now the Super, Super, Super Wild Card Weekend? I don't know. I'm just mad we're not getting a Nickelodeon game. I really miss that. Um, you know, that was a one-and-done type of thing. I don't think we'll ever have that again. Um, I really wish we just had, like, uh, ABC did a Disney Channel Wild Card game. And then we could have, like, Miley Cyrus and, like, Hannah Montana on there. But, you know, hey. It's all good. No problems. Uh, we can get the, you know, Bear the Big Blue House. You know, if he was a big Disney Channel guy, I could have got him. A, yeah, <laughs> just, I'm just talking out of the, out of the sky here. But, uh, guys, thank you for listening so much. And uh, I hope you guys have a great football week. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Have fun.